0: everybody welcome to the man-to-man man podcast episode two uh titled uh, the super bowl set Got my boy tom over here um mm-hmm. how was I today?
1: <sighs> man i mean it's just hard to get back in the swing of things i had a politics class at 8 a.m and that was just horrible
0: why do you schedule a class for 8 a.m
1: because i had to it's not my it sounds i have very like limited options sounds,
0: sounds like you didn't play in very well
1: well, I had a very limited option because I'm fully remote and there's, they still have classes on campus, but my options being fully remote or like nearly cut in half. So
0: cry, cry me a river. Um, all right. Notice uh, I'm not sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be sad about it if I have an 8am class, but, uh, those are the classes I just didn't go to. Hence why didn't graduate college. So that's the story for a different time. Uh, so let's get into it today in sports history. <laughs> um uh, in 1924 the first winter olympic games are held in Chamonix, france I don't, I don't know and then in 1939 <laughs> joe lewis knocks out Hen- john henry lewis uh in one round for the heavyweight boxing title so that's your uh today in sports history i'm not gonna lie i completely forgot to write that in there so i just went to the website and so put in the first two things i saw so <laughs>
1: I don't even know who. <laughs> I don't know either of those boxers. It's a pretty you know, bad days. You, you, you better know.
0: You, you better. You better know Joe Lewis, or I think that was his name. I don't know. Whatever.
1: You all said right. Lewis twice, so I got confused.
0: I think the one guy's last name was. All right, whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. uh we oh, promised yeah. not to go the uh three hours like we did last week. um
1: that was a fun one though I it was, was, I it was going fun the drafts.
0: It was fun, but next time we should probably like split it up into three or just do like a hour and a half mock draft and then just yeah, don't just talk start
1: with this. it we we did like so much stuff beforehand
0: it was there's a lot of stuff in the news i mean yeah man it, it was mean. it was the worst loss i've i've had in i don't know a year so yeah. Um, so okay. today yeah we obviously covered sports history and um so we're going to get started with the NFL again. Um uh, we're going to go from the most recent game to the uh the one that's farthest away from us. So uh the Bucks and god damn it Tom Brady's in another damn Super Bowl. Do you it's know as soon as he
1: as soon as he takes his first snap, he's going to have played in 18 and a half percent of all Super Bowls. Yes,
0: I heard that. Yes. Isn't that
1: crazy? And if once he plays in this one, his uh the, the amount of times he's gone to the Super Bowl in his career is like forty-four or forty-five percent. And Steph Curry's career three-pointer is forty-three percent. So Tom Brady has more likelihood of making a Super Bowl than Steph Curry does making a three-pointer.
0: That's crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. Um yeah, I mean, he uh I mean, so basically yesterday, if you want to talk about what Great quarterbacks, you are. I mean, people talk about the Aaron Rodgers. I th- I think Rodgers is the better actual mechanically wise quarterback, but Tom's the greatest winner. Well, we saw what what happened out there on the field, and Tom still got it. I mean, and now he has the same number of uh NFC or NFC championships as uh I think the as as Aaron Rodgers and someone else there uh, as well. So I know that um,
1: he had his first NFC championship appearance in his first season. And over the last twenty five years, the Cowboys have only been to one. So he is the, well, the same as the Cowboys there.
0: Well, the Browns have the Browns have been doing AFC thing in a while either. So, but yeah, so that was a pretty good game. Um, I don't know. We'll get more into it. I gotta look at the um, yeah. but I mean, it really, it really just came down to like, for me, it was like I expected Tom Brady like. You could see Drew Brees over over the course of the season and even a little bit from last year. He he just didn't have the arm strength anymore. I think Brady can still make 95% of the throws he can make when he was 5 like 5 years ago or something. Yeah, it just so, wasn't
1: meshing well in the beginning yeah, of the so. season, but the thing that really tipped the scale I think for me in that last in that game was the defense and like obviously it was a little apparent and I know Tom Brady threw for three interceptions but that Buccaneers defense is just – it's so good. And I mean, it's, it was it's a bunch of young guys too, which is just I mean, really
0: – I mean, they stuff you up the middle with Vea. I mean, like Devin White in the middle linebacker. And they got uh, Sean Murphy bunting at the corner. And then I don't know who's at the other corner. But, I mean, their offense just alone, it, I mean, it almost reminds me of a, of a, a lesser – obviously lesser, but like a lesser NFL version of Alabama's offense this year. I mean, obviously they don't have a – the, they do have a power running back in playoff Lenny, and then, I mean, their receiving core is, I would say, is it, when Antonio Brown's playing, it's the best in the NFL. So, um,
1: Easily the deepest.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Scotty Miller, he – I mean, so, Oh, And yeah, who's that I mean,
1: rookie? Uh, Tyler Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, yeah, he's I was a sly guy Tyler.
0: out of Minnesota. But, yeah, it just seems like, uh, I mean, it all came together at the right time um, for – for the Buccaneers. And uh, I mean, they're lucky that Leonard Fournette got rushing a little bit at least, but uh, yeah. And then, I mean, obviously the biggest issue in the game was um, you can't give the ball back to Tom Brady or the, the, the going for the field goal there. I have thought about it multiple times. I, I, I don't, I have no idea what he was thinking.
1: So I, I wanted to kind of leave that. Cause I know you have a question about it here on the outline a little bit, but like that, might have been the dumbest move I think in a and in, in a in a playoff game, maybe yeah. in, a, in a normal game too. But that that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I you're mean, down a touchdown and a two point conversion, two minutes left, and I get the I get the thinking like, oh, I got three timeouts, I'll get the ball back. No, you're not with Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it, it was the same thing for me last weekend with the Browns and uh, Mahomes. I mean, I didn't want them to punt, but I did it thinking, but they did it thinking that. Um, uh Chad Henning was gonna play quarterback and he did. So it ended up you could have stopped him but there. I mean, they knew they were giving the ball back to the probably the great who down as the greatest quarterback of all time. And just because you have three timeouts left, I I I mean, he should be fired just on that alone. Like you have Aaron Rodgers who's probably the most gifted physically, and you have eight yards to go until the end zone, but yet you are down by and you're down by eight, but yet you cut it to five. It was just it, it was, well, and
1: you knew as soon as they punted that Tom wasn't giving them the ball back. No, I mean, let's it, be honest, you knew you knew from that moment. Yeah, you, so. it, it was the same thing when you went to overtime with that Falcons game. Like you knew, like the game was over as soon as the Patriots had the ball. Yeah,
0: yeah, you I, know, it just
1: had that same feeling.
0: And I mean, I haven't been watching a lot of the Buccaneers here. Like I said, I don't watch a ton of NFL except for the Browns, but I mean. I don't know what I was going to say. I was thinking of something. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but the Bucs just – I mean, they, they were good, and it, it just took them to, them to come together like that. And, uh, I mean, they have one of the best offensive lines. I mean, their center, Ryan Jensen, is easily the best center in the game right now. Maybe Corey Lindsley stands with him. But, I mean, and I guess this leads me to another question. I mean, have we seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in green and yellow?
1: Uh, I would. I'm going to go ahead and say no. And my only reasoning for it is that he's going to win MVP this year.
0: Yeah. Right? But I he's,
1: mean, yeah, he's, he's got to win it. And I don't think Jordan love is that good. And I no. think that the Packers are going to finally see that.
0: Yeah. But I mean that uh, Aaron Rodgers, if, I mean, I, I guess if you compare him to Tom Brady, he's still got like seven years left, but you can't, I mean, you got to think when he's 40, I mean, I I think they'll extend him for like two years or maybe like a year or so, just to kind of ride it out, and then he'll finish. Like I wouldn't mind seeing him finish, kind of like a, you know Phil Rivers did in Indy. But um, yeah, yeah, and that I mean that mean, that means though that the the Packers need to draft a wide receiver in the first round this year. Like they need to. They need to have someone yeah. like to compliment Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams, if if he's your only like deep threat outside, I mean, they're going to double team him all game. So
1: well, not even just that, like it's a win now team. They, they don't have a ton of money. You know, Aaron Rodgers time. Exactly. Like Aaron Rodgers is aging. Yes. Devante Adams, I think is 27, 29, 27.
0: He's 27, he's
1: 27. So like, he's not that young football wise. Like he's, he's into like being a veteran. So, I, this is a win now team. They don't have a ton of money. I know their defense is kind of young, but they're all coming up on contracts around the yeah, same time, I, mean, I uh, believe. Like, this is a win now team.
0: Like uh, I think um, uh, Zadarius, uh, whatever his name is from Kentucky, he's up for one, too. Um, yep. I think Adams is actually up for a contract, if not next summer, the summer after that.
1: I think but he's I mean, on for one more season.
0: And then Rashawn Gary, who's who was huge for them. I mean, and then they got to pay find a way. if they haven't already done it, they got to find a way to pay JR JR Alexander because he's probably other than Jalen Ramsey the best cover corner in football. I agree. Uh, um, I mean, you tra- Whites up there. No,
1: nah, I hate Tredavious White. He's not that good. Um, uh Sherman,
0: Sherman was up there at one point, but, um, not sure. Sher- yeah. Not, not Richard Sherman, uh, Gilmore was up yeah. there at one point, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's him, Alexander and, uh, him and, uh, which is another thing I found so weird And the Browns do this too. Like the clear best corner on the Packers roster is Jair Alexander. Like the clear best corner when he plays for the Browns is Denzel Ward, why was he not following around Adams the entire not Adams, um, either Godwin or Evans the entire game yesterday? There were points where he was just in the slot by himself.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, if you're telling me like, oh, I'm gonna have him be my Darrell Revis or my Richard Sherman, where they just play on one side of the field and completely take away half the field, I'm fine exactly. doing that. That's exactly like, that's exactly he,
0: what Ramsey does for you. Exactly.
1: He's he's that and it all started with Revis, too. Like, and but they they just don't do that. Like, and you got to do one or the other. You have to let him play on half the field and completely take out that half of the field, or you need to have him just cover the number one He he needs to be moving, it's got to be one or the other.
0: Yeah. So, I, I was very, and like I said, the Browns have done it all year, and the Browns have always done it. I've never understood it. Your best corner. I mean, unless you have like a slot specialist kind of guy, other than that, I mean, your best corner needs to be out there on the edge. And if he's not good enough to be out there on the edge, then you need to start having practicing at the slot because that's where he's going. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I I didn't, I have so many problems with what's going on with the Packers, honestly. Like they, they are a win now team, but they drafted their, I think their top two picks or two out of their top three picks. They drafted a quarterback, and they drafted a running back, in AJ Dillon. And isn't it funny how Aaron Jones's contract is up this year or next?
0: I didn't know that. Um,
1: they they uh, were ready to do a youth movement, and then Aaron Rodgers came out and did this, and they're like, "Oh crap, we have a win now team."
0: Yeah, but I don't. I think Aaron. I like Aaron Jones. I think he's pretty good. Um, but I think he's more of a benefactor of. Rodgers being so good, like, agreed.
1: He's like, not like, worth the money, in my opinion. I yeah, don't, and, I don't I like mean.
0: Him. I mean, you can put either a young guy there, or I mean, like Kareem Hunt would be awesome in that in that Packers offense. He get make him carry it fifteen times. He can catch six balls, five balls, and I mean that's perfect. But so I, I, Aaron Jones being up for a contract, I mean they'll move. Uh, the only, uh, I guess I'll ask you first: Who are the only running backs in the NFL right now that you would feel that you would feel is worth the money that you can't just find in like the third so round of the draft.
1: Are we talking about like guys who don't have contracts already or are going to be expiring over the next couple seasons?
0: Guys who were like on their rookie deal.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like we're not like, talking like, about like Derrick Henry or McCaffrey or.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Like all those, the young running backs, all of them under like all, all of them that have been, they're under 25, like Chubb, Henry. Yeah. McCaffrey. Chubb,
1: Henry, McCaffrey. Saquon, when he's healthy, I still think is a, as the top guy.
0: Yes, I agree with it. I mean, he needs to come out and have a big year next year. or some, They're going to jump ship on him.
1: Yeah, so what I really want them to do, because I, I watch both the Jets and Giants pretty religiously, um, I want them to have him come back. And then who is the running back that they had this year to kind of replace him who was doing really well? Ryan loved him because he had him on fantasy.
0: Um. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, uh, I know who you're talking. Uh, such- was it Wayne Gallman? Wayne Gallman, like- yes. yeah.
1: So Wayne Gallman was playing at an RB six level, at least fantasy wise, for a, a long stretch there. So I, what I really want from them is to bring Saquon back and have him give up some of that snap count because when he's healthy, he's playing, you know, ninety, ninety-five, a hundred percent of the snaps from running back. Take a yeah. year to just kind of scale him back, get it down seventy-five percent, sixty percent, just to let him get through a complete season.
0: Yeah, and it it, it, it also helps the Giants or what, I mean, it could have hurt the Giants in the end, I guess. The Giants need to get offensive linemen this this draft. I mean, they just need to. They they yeah. drafted Daniel Jones with no help on him, and they I mean Saquon's had some like unlucky breaks, but I mean they basically have had him for what, two full years, maybe? Like uh
1: he's or one and a half? Well, I know he's played like he played sixteen games his rookie season. Then yeah, it was I like a fourteen, that. a thirteen, and then this year was like a six or yeah, whatever he got hurt. I hurting. remember
0: I remember his rookie year because he won the uh rookie over Baker. Over and Baker he got and that chain. was yeah. that was terrible. But um so like I, I view I view running backs in like two different categories. Like I view Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb in a different category than I view McCaffrey. Um, I think Alvin Kamara might be the best running back in the NFL. right now. I
1: think he is personally.
0: Um, I, I mean, the way the way that he can, I mean, they don't, use, they didn't, they implement, they've in, implemented him more with Drew Brees' arm going, but the way that he, I mean, coming out of that gun, especially like coming from the gun, and I mean, he's got some power, and I, I mean, it's so hard when you think of like right now, I'd say he's better than Christian McCaffrey, but I yeah. haven't seen Christian. I haven't seen Christian McCaffrey play in two years.
1: So my thing with McCaffrey, he's great, and he can do a little bit of both. Like I think he's a better pass catcher than he is running back. With Kamara, I think he's equally as good yes. as pass catching as running back, and that's what makes him more valuable. You exactly. know, we saw him rush for the six touchdown game, but there are also games where he catches three or four touchdowns.
0: Yeah, and obviously Kamara Kamara benefited early on because I mean, they, they, we, we, like, I mean, in the early years of his, I mean, not the early years, but like. Even two years ago, you had a pretty healthy Drew Brees and a, I mean, at the time was the best receiver in the game, Michael Thomas. So, yeah, I mean, and that
1: just opened up holes for him. Yeah.
0: And so, in like where you have like other guys, is that they didn't open up holes. So, but I mean, yeah, I feel like McCaffrey wouldn't be as effective if he was like the main go to guy. Or no, I don't think Kamara would be as effective if he was, if he was switched place with McCaffrey. Like if he was their man in Jack in in Carolina, I mean I don't know if he I think he'd probably have a little bit more success because he's more of a powerful runner, but other than that I think uh yeah I mean Christian McCaffrey he's he's yeah. another guy that needs to stop getting hurt
1: yeah he him and Saquon both but going back to the question you asked me I mean that's a really short list of guys who are worth the money for the running back and I'm, I, I'm just. Because I pulled it up here on my other screen, Aaron Jones' contract was up this year. He's a free agent.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess we can kind of lay it out the the, the running backs that I think we'd be worth the money: um, Henry, Chubb.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you got to give the money to McCaffrey because we can't what he can be. If he ends up being a boss, he ends up being yep. a bust. Kamara, Samara, uh, Kamara, Saquon.
1: That's I really about it. I mean, not
0: Zeke anymore, definitely not. Um Especially
1: with the money he got.
0: Yeah, not Zeke. Yeah, I think there's six real six six running backs that I would give money to. And
1: And I'm not really looking at rookies cuz I feel like it's too early to tell. Uh Clyde edwards hilaire could be a guy that could be worth it. Same with Cam Akers.
0: And same with uh Jonathan Taylor and in Indy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So but yeah, It's so, too early I mean, to tell, but yeah. that—that's basically it. That, that list of like six or seven guys, and yeah, Aaron so, Jones is not on that list. He's going to no. demand a huge amount of money because of how he's played over the past two years. But he's definitely not worth it unless he goes to the right system.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm gonna—I'll say something before I move on. Um, I don't know what I was going to say, so we'll move on. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was—I um, mean. We're back to the topic of the Packers versus the Buccaneers after going way off course, but that's all right. But um, uh, yeah, it is interesting with the Packers. Like, I, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, I, I gotta tell you, I probably want to leave. Yeah, I mean, they I, don't put with any- the
1: with the amount of quarterback openings there are this year compared to next, wouldn't be a bad idea.
0: And, and I mean, well, see, the the thing that with, um. Rogers, I think, is he's going to want at least two or three more years where he's still the man wherever he goes.
1: That's why I think a be- my best fit, and I have to- I was at uh, dinner with my buddy the other day and we kind of talked about this. My favorite fit for him right now is a tie between the Colts and the 49ers. Because the Colts don't have a quarterback on their roster entering next year other than Jacob Eason, who's definitely not ready.
0: No. So <laughs> believe he, me, no. I, I'm I'm all into my Georgia. I'm up to my knees in Georgia right now.
1: But yeah, gone. But but they don't have anyone, so they don't have to try moving someone or whatever. But with the 49ers, you know, they're like a really good quarterback away from being able to open up that offense. And yeah, I, I, don't
0: know, I don't know if they have the receivers that they I mean
1: I, I, it's are, still a step up from what they had in I don't in know. there
0: is are the receivers in San Francisco a step up from Devontae Adams? I don't know. I'm I mean,
1: it's it's really more of a question of, do you want a bunch of good quality receivers or do you want one extraordinary receiver? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm tired of throwing the, the ball at guys like Mar- Marquez Valdez scaling, Geronimo Allison, and those guys when Devontae Adams is double-covered. I would I mean, rather have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, who's really young. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting the other guys. There, I know there are a couple more, but – I, uh, I'd rather Audem
0: have Tate. I think plays from. I don't know. Does,
1: yeah. does
0: he? I don't know. I don't. Even, I don't even know who he really is. But, um, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm gonna pull him up real quick just so I can.
0: Yeah. So I mean, but I think a perfect fit for him. That's what I was gonna say. I think it's Pittsburgh. He's used to the weather. Ben yeah. retires. He come. He comes into Pittsburgh.
1: They're on another win now, team.
0: Yeah, you sign. Well, you, the thing is, I think they're gonna let go of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster this year because of Ben is old. But if they brought Aaron Rodgers in, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, Chase Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson, Deontay James Johnson from, Washington.
1: I yeah, I mean that.
0: That, that's a, and that's a defense that's uh, that's a defense that's getting older at parts, but has enough young pieces like Fitzpatrick. Um, T.J. Watt. and
1: Yeah, you don't have to lay it out any more than their defense is the top defense in the NFL. We, we get it. But, but look, I'm looking at the 49ers now. They get Debo Samuel, which, like, he's good when he plays. Brandon Ayuk looked like he could be a number one receiver. Then the other guy I was trying to pull was Brandon uh, Kendrick Bourne, who I mean, also is a very solid guy. And then they also had Richie James, who came up big. And they have a top running game in the NFL. Top, yeah, but they don't have
0: very—they don't have a top running back, which is why I like their running game. But they don't have a top running back. But um, yeah, I—I I don't know if I'm—if I mean if I feel like Aaron Rodgers is not going to be like Phil Rivers and he's not going to just go somewhere to die out. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is more like LeBron James, where he's going to be still very good for the next two or three years. Yeah. And so he just kind of wants to go somewhere new and win champions there. So I, I I would hate to see him in Pittsburgh. I would absolutely – it would destroy me. But yeah. I could – I could if he wanted to do that, I could see him coming to Pittsburgh. But. Well,
1: my, my friend that I was talking about this with was a Steelers fan, and he said uh, that is an option, but he doesn't think it's possible with the cap room that they have and the amount of young contracts they have to pay out within the next couple of years. Yes, the I, other I thought- team that he brought up was the Saints, just to slot R- Rodgers in for Breeze.
0: I mean, if you, get, if you get Michael Thomas back to playing like the way he was and that he doesn't And Camara, and, and, and being that Michael Thomas just doesn't, didn't like Drew Brees anymore, so I think he's fixed if you bring in Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I mean
1: – I mean, I don't even think it was that he didn't like Drew Brees. I mean, did you see the report that he was playing with um, a torn platella or something and then some ankle problem and a shoulder thing? Like, dude was banged up out there because he wanted to get Drew Brees another title. That's, like, explicitly what he said. I was like, I was out there playing for Drew. So, I don't even think it was that, but I I think that he just needs to get healthy. And Rodgers can utilize him as as much as he wants, like he does with Devontae Adams.
0: We'll have to do this one time um, for an episode. Like, I want us to sit down and, like, you have your old quarterbacks like Rodgers, Brady, Breeze those guys and then compare compare them and kind of get the likeness to the younger guys like Baker, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And just kind of see how, and then maybe even if we're that far down, see who the next people coming up are, because I, I really feel like I, I think by the end of next year, there will be a full quarterback evolution of a passing of the guard to the, those guys, the younger guys.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's coming as well. Yeah, It'd be I mean, fun I, also to kind of predict where everyone's landing because, like I said, there are a ton of quarterback openings this year that aren't really around often, and there are a lot of them.
0: Yeah, that's why – I mean, we'll probably talk about more next week, but that's why they, Deshaun Watson – I mean, I, who is – I think it was someone from Pro Football Network, but uh, they were like, if this trade happens, it's the biggest in the history of the NFL. A Deshaun Watson trade, being how young he is, he's only 24 – How good of a quarterback he is, I mean, it's the biggest I mean,
1: It'll be up there. I agree. I'm trying to think if there's a bigger one. I think maybe the move of Joe Montana so Steve Young could take over might be up there as well. Yeah. Because I know that Montana was was a little older, but he still made KC relevant.
0: Yeah, I I know. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson is literally not even in his prime yet for the most part. That's true. I mean, so, I mean, I – that, that's just an interesting situation over there. I mean, I I feel so bad for the Texans because, A, their owners are idiots and they've been known to dabble in weird things. And Bill O'Brien just – if you ever want – like, if you see – like, what's a synonym for, like, just destroyed something? Bill O'Brien did that to that whole organization, and they let him do it. It it was insane. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, but back now back over after, to the other game. <laughs> yeah,
1: I will hop on
0: to the AFC game, and uh, the, that was so
1: difficult for me to watch, man. Like you know, know how much I love Josh Allen, and I know, like, but
0: uh, I, I know I know, and I, I agree. I think people got caught up in the fact that the Browns kind of played with the Chiefs last week. And, um, and they were just cu- so caught up in the bills that just for so someone knew that they forgot how good the Chiefs really are.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. And, like, I, I've re- I really, really want the Bills to invest in linemen because that was the only thing holding Josh Allen back. He had zero time. Like, that was my biggest takeaway. He had zero time that entire game. He was running for his life all the time.
0: I have this to say about Josh Allen. Um, I have a couple things, really. Uh, I don't know if you've checked Twitter recently, but after that game, there are a a lot of people that are saying Baker Mayfield is better than Josh Allen. I don't know if I agree with it totally yet, but Josh Allen is also the type of quarterback to me that will leave the pocket before he has to.
1: I agree with that. He did that a couple times, but it was more because he actually saw a hole. But then – I don't know. I,
0: and, and and that's where it's hard for me to look at Josh Allen as like a complete quarterback. Cause with that build, he should be able to run and but he's not fast. He's very slow moving.
1: And like, it's because he's indecisive. You know, you remember his combine time? No, I, of course I don't. It was literally, it was like four, four range, like maybe four, five or four, six, but he's six, eight running a sub five. And, I don't know. I, I think it's because he's more indecisive whether or not he should run. I think that's something that McDermott needs to work with him on in the offseason. But I truly do think that part of it too is that he remember his rookie year, he got absolutely destroyed with the sacks. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all time bad, but like he had no time. And so I and think I, it's part of me part of him is in the back of his head.
0: It, but and I understand that. I get that. But that's part of the reason you draft a guy like Josh Allen is because he can take all the hits and he can get beaten up. I don't know. I just expected him to play get better against the chiefs. Um, they kind of make the chiefs defense look above average, which is crazy because other than Tyran, Matthew and Chris Jones, the defense is nobody.
1: And Frank um, Mark, he He's good too. He's a good combo with, uh, Chris Oh Jones. yeah. They
0: do at Michigan. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, and we all just forgot that um, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet. uh, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end on the planet, and you literally can't guard Tyreek Hill because he's so fast.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Davis White needed to stay with him. He didn't, but, like, I don't even think he could have.
0: I don't think he could have either. I'm not a big fan of Davis White. The only way to – beat him is you have to play a deep zone. I, I would say. And I mean, cause no one, could cover. I, I just remember when they were playing the Browns last week and this is when Roma was just wouldn't shut up, but I actually paid attention to this part. He like, he, he was like, he, he was like drawing the play that the chiefs did and It's true. They do this. They run all the time. So instead of four verts, they have uh, spread and then Tyree kills on the inside and everyone else runs verts, and he runs a vert, but it's just sideways. He just like yeah, crosses he, he, the field.
1: Yeah, yeah. He does the. I, it's even on a play in men. It's literally straight out of men. Everyone runs straight verts. And then there's the one guy that just goes over the middle. And that's Tyree Killen. He's open every time.
0: I know. And he's just so fast. It's, I mean, I, I got to say, I, I mean, the Bucs defense looked good. But I they mean, they always
1: have looked good, though. They, they've been a top I, 10 I, defense from day one.
0: I haven't seen the line for this. Um, I thought it was going to open around three. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Let me check that real quick. Um,
1: uh, I do not see a spread.
0: Um, I got it. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, uh, the, uh, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl is clearly all, are, are, is two weeks away. So, I mean, we have time. So
1: I, I have the I, – I go on bonus.com, and it, it gives you FanDuel, MGM, DraftKings, uh, all the other ones. They're all hovering around three yeah, in favor I got, of the Chiefs. Yeah.
0: I got the uh, – sorry, that's something in my headphones. But, um, yeah, I got the Vegas odds. It's uh, Chiefs minus three. Um, I think that's about it. Um,
1: that's about – that's going to stick with the line. That That's a good line. I saw a, a couple three-and-a-halves. But,
0: well, again, that's just to make sure been, there's no tie. I mean, obviously with betting, it it also all depends on who bets who and whatever. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. right now I would I would take the Chiefs minus three. I I, I think
1: I – I, I'm think really that, mad that I can't root for anyone in this game. I'm really mad.
0: I, I can – I mean, I, I don't – I mean, honestly, the best Super Bowl I ever had in this – this is when I was, like, really sick last year and, like, not good – I um was in the hospital for the Super Bowl and I was just by myself and they had me on my meds and there was the greatest super Bowl I ever got to watch because I was by myself and no one was bothering me and it was amazing but it was in the hospital for the wrong reasons but um <laughs> um yeah i did, i yeah I just um it, so it's two weeks away so obviously that'll fluctuate but i I agree it, I, I, it won't go over f- four and it won't come, it won't come down to two. So, I mean, you could see anywhere from two and a half to three and a half, I would say, but um, yeah, but uh, like I said, early on, I would, I would pick the chiefs to win, but I mean, there's obviously a game to be had. And I mean, I, I just, I expected more uh, Josh Allen. I,
1: I, it was a disappointing performance and, and I'm it, not denying his, um his responsibility for that. I get that it's there, but I, I don't think it's solely on him like everyone's trying to say. And
0: like I said, I was disappointed in Josh Allen yesterday, but I mean, clearly of the new group of quarterbacks other than Mahomes, I mean, it's Allen and Mahomes really, and because they can win in the playoffs, I guess, Lamar, and I guess maybe the Browns at some point. But I mean, Josh Allen has proven already that he can go farther than any of the other ones. But um,
1: Other than Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I can't even think, like, who's – who's going to be like the Tom Brady Payne Manning of the next time it's going to be my, Mah- it, could it be has Mo- to
1: be Mahomes. Mahomes and Allen.
0: I uh, wait, you know, Baker and, and Baker will be the giants. <laughs> He'll
1: be the giants that just comes in and says, I'm going to own either of you. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so that's uh it's pretty much all we got for the NFL. Um, we talked about um, Rogers leaving. Like I said, that Matt, LaFleur, LaFleur. that Matt LaFleur so I, I just like I I don't I just don't understand what he was doing. Like I I they kicked the field goal and I kept looking at the score. I was like, have they not added it on yet? That is the only way I can think of <laughs> that they kicked this field goal.
1: Well, but, and did you see Rogers' comment after the game?
0: No, I didn't, but I saw he was pissed during the game.
1: He was pissed during the game, but he was asked about it, he's like You know what? Why did you guys go for it? And his response, or why didn't you guys go for it? And his response was, "It wasn't my decision."
0: Yeah. See, I don't. He's gone,
1: bro. Like he's so gone.
0: I know. Well, he didn't like when they brought in Lafleur, and then they, I guess they, I thought they kind of connected last year and this year a little bit, but he's so mad that that guy didn't call for him to go on for on fourth down. I, I he must have been heated on the sideline, but.
1: He's, yeah, I think, he's probably happy that uh, they're wearing the mask on the sidelines so he can't, the TV doesn't see him cursing them out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, the Super Bowl is two weeks away. Um, we're excited. Um, I can't wait to hear all the stories that come out about Tom Brady and how big of a winner he is. And it, you know what makes me so sick? I just thought about and forgot about this. Those asshole New England Patriots fans that act like they can be. Buccaneers fans now just because Tom dude, Brady don't plays even pro. get me started. It is unbelievable. It is sickening. I hate that. They're like,
1: I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm like, no, that's not how it works.
0: Oh my god, I saw so many people on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, and they're all say the same thing. You're right. Like, oh, we just want Tom to do well. We cheer for Tom to do well. I'm like, dude, you can't do this. You deserve. Like- they deserve to suffer. The only comparison tougher. that I can
1: think of is a LeBron fan. But like even those I hate those too. I'm like I get it. You still like LeBron, but you're not a Lakers fan now. You're still a Cavs fan. There's yeah. a difference. You can still yeah. be a fan of someone but you can't change your allegiance.
0: Yeah, and they they were all over it. They're like, "Oh, we're cheering for Tom. We're cheering for Tom." And then if the Buccaneers lose, They'll show that they act like and they don't like,
1: k- You should have came back to the Patriots. Yeah,
0: no, and that and they'll be like, oh, well, it didn't matter. It wasn't the Patriots. The Patriots didn't lose in the Super Bowl. It wasn't the Patriots. Yeah, they put
1: themselves in a win-win situation. I
0: Don't even get me started. I, I wanted think- to, When I was like in the sophomore in high school, I wanted to live in Boston so bad, and I wanted to go visit. Right now, at this point in my life, I would never go within 75 miles of Boston or anywhere near it. I hate everyone that lives there. Except for people who listen to this, I like you guys. Okay.
1: Yeah, you guys are chill.
0: All right. Um, oh, did uh, the last thing on the NFL? Do you see the Pro Bowl is going to be played virtually on? Yeah, Madden they announced
1: 2021? that earlier, like a couple weeks back or whatever. Like, I, I don't understand. It's stupid. Like, the, 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 what about those trouble. guys who are like, oh, I don't want to play football outside of like the game. Like yeah. when when I, my brother plays football, he played football throughout his high school career. All right, maybe I got to sit back on that because he started playing Madden like halfway through to try and learn stuff. But like when, when I was playing basketball and stuff, I refused to play games like 2k because I wanted to get away from the game. Like I didn't want to be football 24 seven. So like having it be on Madden is so stupid.
0: That's a very interesting point. Um, but yes, I agree. It's so stupid. And like, I understand they're like worried about COVID and health. I mean, the one thing that the pro bowl has, that has been semi entertaining at the pro bowl uh, the past fifth, like 10 years it, they, I, I mean, the game, if you like the game, you're. it's whatever. But the skills competition was always kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and it was fun. Like watching like Mitch that. Trubisky out there trying yes. to make throws was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know why they're doing it on Madden. Just do the skills competition. Don't do it. Or just, you know what? Cancel it all. Instead of uh, voting for pro bowlers, just go first team NFL, second team NFL, blah, blah, blah. Fan well, vote. And
1: that my biggest problem – With the Pro Bowl is the fan vote. Like, I'm sorry, but you know, I I published an article uh, about the snubs of the Pro Bowl. A guy like James Robinson, huh? So that was
0: you. I didn't. I I thought that was uh, Derek's.
1: No, that's mine. He might have done one too. I put one out finally. Um, and and like James Robinson, how is he not on the Pro Bowl list? He's literally the MVP of that team. And, and you want to know what it was? It's because Jacksonville has no fans. They can't go and vote because there are no people to vote for Jacksonville fans. Like It's so stupid that um, – who was the running back that got on? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs made the Pro Bowl because it's Vegas and people like the Raiders over James Robinson. I don't even think Josh Jacobs, like, sniffed a 1,000 yards.
0: I am so going to take – that last 30 seconds and just cut it and send it to our social media team. And that'll be the preview for our show. <laughs> I've never heard someone so passionate about the NFL Pro Bowl.
1: Dude, it's so you, stupid. You have
0: to be the most passionate Pro Bowl fan ever. No,
1: dude, I don't even watch the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm just more mad that it's it's so stupid and rigged. Like, and, and now they're doing it. Oh, and now there's going to be a Madden celebration. No one cares. That's what I'm mad about. No one cares other than getting their guy to the Pro Bowl. And it's so dumb. And, like, the players don't vote like they do for the top 100 at the beginning of the year. Like I think that should count more than, like, a fan vote. Because you say, oh, fans can go vote 10 million times for their favorite player. That just you, means that people have free time. <laughs> like, are, it's are so you, stupid. Are you done
0: with your rant on the Pro Bowl?
1: I just think the whole thing's stupid, and they need to scrap <laughs> right, it. That's my on. thing. We have
0: to move on.
1: <laughs> Final um, thought is: screw the Pro Bowl; just get rid of it.
0: I well, I agree with that, but I've never heard someone so passionate about it. Um, so move on to the NBA. Uh, the thing that me and you both pretty much don't like. Um, the only thing yeah. I really have. The only thing I really have is uh, the Cavs might win the NBA t- championship. They beat the Nets two games in a row less this weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get Colin Sexton for my dynasty team, and I've always <laughs> liked Colin Sexton. So, like, this is just an absolute win. I, Colin I Sexton it. is MVP material. No, I, I
0: hated Sexton when they drafted him. I still don't like him much, but he's all right. Um, and then, obviously, this question comes up with the Nets losing 2 I mean, we obviously both don't like the NBA and really – we both. I I want to see them destroy themselves. It I would, do too. It, it, I it hate would, them since the, they
1: left New Jersey. I mean,
0: I, I, sin. I mean, like I would love to just watch Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. all fight over the ball every game, and it's they be really bad.
1: did destroy. And like we said it when we had the show where that trade was going down, like as it was unfolding as we started, like we we said this was such a stupid trade for the Nets. Because they gave no up sense. literally all of their most of their draft capital and all of their bench. Like they have no names on the bench. So I'm I'm just waiting for, for the report that Kyrie Irving's getting traded because they realize how utterly stupid it was to give up their entire bench.
0: Yeah. And how utterly stupid Kyrie Irving is sometimes. Agreed. Um, all right. So that's pretty much it in the NBA. Uh, we don't have an update on Kyrie Irving. I heard he played this weekend though, so good. He's in public. That's good.
1: He, did you see his interview that he was doing when he was uh, getting asked about where he was? Do you look like crap? He looked like he just got out of a gutter.
0: Yeah, I saw it him. It was horrible. Um, so we're going to move on to a little uh, couch football news and possibly a couch football conspiracy. Uh, first, we have mm-hmm. uh, Domani Jackson. Uh, I'm kind of bummed about this. He's the number five player, uh, according to 247 Sports, in the 2022 class. He's a corner. Um, he committed to USC. Uh, it was basically between USC and Ohio State for him. Um, so, but he chose USC, which uh, there could be a coaching change, so it could change. But um,
1: that's yeah. still that's surprising to me. Like I, if you have I, I the opportunity know. to go to Ohio State, so many of their players, and especially their defensive players, go to the league. When's the last time you heard a USC corner go in the first round?
0: You're getting so close to what we're about to talk about, so we're just gonna wait on it. Um, right. <laughs> um, uh, Notre Dame's on a one-year self-probation after recruiting violations. I mean, I just don't know. I don't understand. I, I've never understood Notre Dame like as a campus. Like, like they seem like fun football fans, but like I don't think they can party or anything. Um, it's like a dry campus. Like, is it a church? Uh, up, I don't know.
1: I've been up there a couple times. It's, I, good, I have it's no, a good time up there. I, I'll just say that much.
0: I, I agree. I mean, I've, I just, I don't know what it is. I've never been there. I've never been, you know, I've never been to an Ohio State game. Really? Yes. Uh, the only two times I had a chance was when I was in college and my buddies had, uh, gave me one of the student tickets and I passed out beforehand. So, <laughs> didn't make it to the game. <laughs> oh, man, um, I love that for you twice
1: twice
0: oh <laughs> um but wow. uh yeah so we were gonna get, get into my personal conspiracy theory really quickly um i don't think the article's up um i sent it to you so you know a little bit about it
1: i read it it was very well written by the way i really enjoyed it
0: it's, it honestly was the most effort i put into a writing piece in a long time <laughs> well
1: it showed it was a very good article definitely check it out
0: um so I basically wrote an article today. It's going to be a five-part series, um, uh, one coming every day through Friday. Uh, but it's entitled um, "There's a Coaching Problem in Athens, Georgia," and what Kirby Smart has done with Georgia and Georgia fans, and just the amount of talent that he has gotten over the years that has been that has been paled that that it, that. That they didn't win with, and like the fact, the biggest fact of the matter is, he does not know how to coach quarterbacks.
1: I just I mean, don't understand it, dude. Like Jake Fromm, literally worse. was a he was a god coming in from high school, and he just he he. You know the hockey stick? Like everyone's always talking about, like oh, you gotta start off low and then do the hockey stick upward.
0: He sure. did the reverse. Yes, he was. He, turned, he was garbage yeah i i I, most of my article tomorrow is going to be on that and that relationship but he basically played jake from for a full year for two three full years and then the year where he was his worst which was his junior year and then because he obviously decided to declare for the draft because some idiot told him to um but so his senior year he was not very good at all georgia was not very good and um sitting on the bench was literally the only player that's ever been ranked higher than Trevor Lawrence in any kind of ranking ESPN. He was ESPN's number one player, Justin Fields and was sitting on his bench. And he, the only times he could think to get him in were blowout games in fake punts. And then you have the whole situation this year where he came out and said in week two, that JT Daniels is, um, cleared to play. He's good to go. Medically, he's good. And then did not start JT Daniels and started Dewan Mathis and Stetson Bennett. Uh, Mathis was a little known four-star prospect and Stetson Bennett was a walk-on. He decided to play those two over the five-star from California.
1: Who had, who had college playing experience. It, it's, it, I don't get it. And like, I liked that Bennett when he played like Stetson Bennett played good but but why aren't you playing the five star from USC? I, and, I just I don't get it. I didn't. Get and
0: it. I mean, if you look back at it, really, and obviously, I go into more detail like over the past years and everything. I'm just getting into it. I'm I just finished like the um Nick Saban um, disciples, the coaching tree. I mean, it's insane how either all of them are so bad, or and then they're they're just good too. So. um yeah, so I'll be getting in more to that, but I mean, I don't know. This is the uh, first time in a while I felt like actual like, like I really want to do this, and I don't know why. But I was. I mean, like, it
1: was good. Like seriously, it was, it was a very well written. I, 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 I piece. just
0: I just don't understand. Like he JT Daniels was healthy. They lost to Alabama forty-one to twenty-four. Not necessarily a winnable game, but with JT Daniels, you never know what happens because it was week four. He was clear to play. Um, you could have been in the national title game over one of the best teams in the historically just because you beat them early in the season. So I never understood what happened there, but um, we'll move on. Uh, like I said, all the pieces will be up uh, at some point this week. I hope mine goes up today. I don't know, but we'll move <laughs> on um, uh, to some college hoops news. Um, Michigan. I mean, we all knew this was going to come, not at Michigan, but uh, necessarily at Michigan, but. Uh, Michigan's on a 14-day halt after COVID tests were popping up. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, I mean, this starts happening. I mean, I, the more and more the college season goes on and the more games they play, the less likely I think the tournament is for some reason.
1: No, and, and that makes sense because a, a team like Michigan, they don't know they have it until the test comes and They could go out and play before they even realize they have it. Yeah. And, and you just start spreading it across the country.
0: So... Uh, I th- we'll probably talk about it more as it comes closer. Well, definitely more as it comes closer, even a little bit before that too. It's it's going to be very obviously they're playing all the final four all in Indianapolis or Indiana. Indiana, um, yep. But like, what do you do after after the after uh, the conference championships weekends? You can't just go straight into that March Madness because they could still have it, but they don't know. Like because they could have I mean, gotten it this week, so you have to wait. You'd think three weeks to start March Madness.
1: It would. I, I could see them doing a two week halt. Just yeah, say like you need to do a self isolation for two weeks and then travel.
0: I, I could see that, but then again, you're throw I and mean, then. I mean, well, the remember first-
1: this is going to be a bubble for in Indiana. You know, like I said, they they had seven or eight stadiums locked up where they're going to be playing these games. I mean, they could travel and then do the two week mandatory stop. And then have yeah. March Madness and, and have it roll into April a little bit. Maybe stop the season a week or two early, have them move well, in, and then at, right at the beginning of March, start the tournament in the yeah, bubble.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, but they can't really cut season short now. I mean, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, I mean, I got like the biggest, oh, it's always so fun, like Converse Championship weekend, and then that next. Whole weekend, including Thursday, you don't go to work and you just watch March Madness all day, every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, you can't have that this year. I mean, you can have it that day, but it's not right after camp- conference championships. So. Yeah, no,
1: you're going to need two weeks to just kind of let everything settle, let them get settled into the hotels, do the quarantine, and then start. And, you know, at that point, you're starting in mid-March, and then you're going to be running into April, but... I, mean, I, I still really want them to have March Madness because of how deprived oh, I
0: was last year. They need to. I, 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 I honestly, and this is like this is actually kind of serious. I don't think a lot of those schools can go this year with their athletic departments if they don't do March Madness.
1: Yeah, uh, like a school like like mine, like they revolve around the revenue yeah, of especially, having a conference championship and then going to the tournament.
0: Yeah, and and especially because there's no real football, right?
1: Yeah, no, our football team is technically we play teams like San Diego State. Uh, the biggest team that we played was Princeton. Um, so like they're they're playing like the bottom level schools just to still be um, D one because they have to be because of our basketball programs and our yeah. baseball. Um, but but yeah, they we don't really have another sport. It's re- literally just basketball, and most of the revenue for you know the year or two coming up comes from making the tournament or even the NJIT tournament um, and just running the, the ads, the merchandise, the, you know, literally everything. Like it's it. a lot of the budget is revolved around March Madness tournament.
0: Yeah. And I really think that they're either, the only way I think they do it is if they shorten the, the field, but that, I, because Make it 32 I
1: 32 instead of, but you can't but do that because to, yeah. there's
0: so many more conferences. I, I don't know. Obviously, we'll talk about it more once it comes. Uh, two more college basketball, though. Uh, Kansas lost three straight games this past week and weekend for the first time in two, since 2013, which was surprising that that was only like eight years ago. I thought it would be way farther back. I can't remember Kansas ever losing three straight, especially at Fogg, losing one at Fogg. I mean – but, um, yeah, uh, Adidas is just crushing everybody. So whatever. <laughs> um, and then obviously, uh, Hurley, the Arizona state coach was reprimanded for yelling about officials. I've never understood this and uh, maybe we'll go over this one day and, um, just have like a, a rules we hate. Um, just a <laughs> rules we hate podcast. And okay. So this Stupid is why,
1: fumble out of the end zone. Number one,
0: this, uh, this is. Off topic from that, but the fact that NFL players and NBA players and Major League Baseball players can be flagged or penalized for taunting or using bad language is absolutely a joke. I hate it. They're
1: grown men in a competition in competition with another grown man. They you don't need to throw a flag for like I get the flag for taunting sometimes, like. Like that, that Josh Allen. Did you see the thing with Josh Allen where he like flicked the little ball and it hit Chandler Jones in the face? No, he got a penalty for that and it offset another penalty. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, I get it. Yes, he flicked the ball in his direction. It's like that Cole Comet throwing. Remember the, the flag in when the Bears were in the playoffs? I think it was versus the Saints. Am I wrong? I think yes. it was the Saints. Yes, yes. He he threw the ball to the official who was behind the Saints player that he was drawing with. He was sitting there talking with the guy, and he flipped the ball over the guy's head to the official and got flagged for taunting. Yeah. Because so. he threw it in and it's just, What?
0: That and um, some of the roughing the passer calls are just garbage.
1: Yeah, they're starting to get soft. The NFL is starting to get soft.
0: So, but yeah, we'll do a whole little segment on that maybe one time. But uh, we got some other things to get through. Uh, no real news in baseball other, other than, than
1: yeah,
0: uh, other than um,
1: George Springer to the Blue Jays on a big deal. Mets didn't want to pay over one hundred and twenty; they paid one hundred and fifty. Um, Yankees, James
0: Entalien from the Pittsburgh to the Yankees, and, the uh, and then they also
1: traded uh, Otavino, I think his name, Uh They tra- yeah. Uh, yeah, He just got traded this morning to the Red Sox.
0: Oh, great! And the Nationals and Brad Hand, uh, ex-Indians player, agreed to a one-year deal worth ten point five million. That's crazy because Brad Hand was not that good this year. All right, they so, need relief
1: badly in in Washington. Yeah, well, they suck.
0: Um True. so we're gonna go with the Mount Rushmore of uh March Madness upsets. We
1: right each ahead. have
0: our own little lists. Um
1: I think that, I overlap with you a couple of times.
0: Mine aren't on the list. I mean I didn't put any I, I never mind. You want to go first or you want two second?
1: I'll take the two as usual.
0: Okay, this is easy. Um obviously the biggest upset in the history of March Madness. UMBC over Virginia in 2018. Yes, indeed. I remember <laughs> watching the news either that night or the the like, not the news, but like Sports Center that night or the next morning, and I thought it was a joke. I, I honestly didn't think it was real.
1: I flipped over and watched the end of the game. I, I saw they were losing at like you know ten minutes left in the second half, and I'm like, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching multiple games. I, I had my laptop and my iPad. And I was sitting there watching the game. I'm like, I just need to focus on this game because I'm watching history. It was insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they beat him pretty handily. So, um, all right, you're up for two.
1: All right, so I'm going to go with a game later, uh, way, way back. Back in 1986, Villanova, who was number eight, a number eight seed upset Georgetown in the final.
0: Yes, I remember that. Of course, um, what was Patrick that coach's? Ewing. What was that coach's name? Roly, uh, Roly, uh, oh god, what was his name? Villanova's coach.
1: Villanova's coach.
0: Yeah, Roly.
1: Uh, oh, you're thinking Georgetown's coach was Roly Massim- Massimino.
0: No, that was no. That,
1: that was, was Georgetown's coach.
0: It was Nova's coach.
1: Are you looking Nova's coach? Yeah. Uh. Oh, maybe it was – maybe that is – okay, I must have I, – I Yeah, it's, it wrong it's, a, it's a
0: Massimino guy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massimino.
0: Yeah, biggest I'm, one.
1: Yeah, that – and that was with Patrick Ewing in his prime. Yeah. yeah I mean – and Patrick Ewing was the best player in college basketball at the time, and number eight Nova – or number eight seed Nova beat him by – And teams. this
0: is also true. I mean, relatively back then, an eight seed would be like probably a 15 or 16 playing one.
1: Yeah, um, Georgetown was easily the best. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with that one, and then the other one I'm gonna do is North Carolina State over Houston in '83.
0: The '80s were a good, were a good uh, decade of uh, upsets. That's for sure. Um,
1: you know, Jim, a, Jimmy
0: Jimmy V, Jim Valvano. Yep, Jim um,
1: Valvano was the headline, and they beat Houston team with two Hall of Famers on it of uh, Eliza Wan and uh, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, that was uh,
0: the, 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 those teams were good. Those, uh, those Houston teams and uh, the running rebels in the early nineties. Yep. Uh,
1: with, yeah, with Larry and uh, they were so good. Uh, forgetting yeah, the other, the, I always forget the point guard, um, but, but also worth noting North Carolina was a six seed over Houston's number one overall. seed.
0: Gotcha. Um, North Carolina State's, not North Carolina. So I got two. I I said North Carolina State,
1: didn't I?
0: No, you said North Carolina. Okay, Uh, I got two, and then you'll go two, then I'll have the last one. Uh, So um, this one, um, it it really depends on how you determine upset, really, or how you look at it. Um, This was an upset. It wasn't one of the 1 or 16s, but um, in 2015 – uh, Wisconsin over Kentucky in the Final Four. Kentucky was undefeated, um, and they lost to a good uh, Wisconsin team that had lost the previous year to Kentucky when they were in eight seed. So um, this was pretty big. Um, yeah. In terms of national championship, that was a big one. So
1: I remember watching that. I was in a hotel room because we were – uh, down in Florida or something at the time.
0: That yeah. was the Kaminsky team, right? Yeah, it was Kaminsky, Sam Decker, um, all those guys. Uh, but, um, yeah, they uh, uh, they ended up – I remember that national championship game, they ended up losing to Duke because I think the refs called a total of 42 fouls in the second half or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was literally every time someone touched someone there, I like, got – And
0: Stupid. then um, my second one um, – this was just big for me because it was uh it was also it was coming at the time when the upsets were becoming more frequent and even a fifteen over a two wasn't as gigantic as it seemed back then. Um, but when the fifteen seated Lehigh, whatever they are, beat Duke in two thousand twelve, it was uh it was one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, I watching- mean CJ
1: McCollum. It was just balling out, dude. Who's I mean, a, that
0: was who, insane. CJ McCollum's actually a huge Browns fan. Is he really? Yeah, he's from uh, Glen Oak. It's uh, like, uh, uh, it's like by Akron.
1: Okay. Huh.
0: So, yeah, I saw. Uh, he went to the same high school as uh, you know, Costa Kufos. Yeah. Really. They both went. They both went to. Yeah. They both went to Glen Oak. Huh. I think they played together, but Costa's older. But McCollum played. I saw Costa play in high school. So, but yeah, I thought um, when Duke lost, when Duke was finally not, when they finally lost, it that was the most just like successful and like like you know you're really hungry and you just eat something and you're so happy. That was like me when Duke finally lost. Is the is the two seed? I was just yes, they are failures. So. I hate Duke. Um, it's gonna be the, uh, get off topic for a second. It's gonna be weird this year. I think there's a possibility that Duke and North Carolina could play two game games this year against each other, and they'll and they'll both be unranked in both of them.
1: I I think that's true. Aren't they both unranked right now? Yeah. I, I I'm gonna have a really hard time seeing them break double digits as a seed. Like they're gonna oh, put I, them I, in. They're, they're going to put them both in just because of the name, but it's going to be hard t- to see if they're, if they're, I think if they even put them as like an eight or a nine, that's a bit of a stretch.
0: Um, yeah. I, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it all fills out. The ACC is not very good this year. Um, it's been a weird year. Um, I it, It's just been a weird year for college basketball, but um, so you're up with two more and then me.
1: All right. I'm going to go with the last two on my list. then. Um, so I'm going to go with, a number 11 seed beating a one to go to the final four. And that was George Mason over UConn in 2006. They George UConn had hollow or not hall of famers, but future pros with yeah. the headliner of Rudy Gay, Josh Boone and Josh Boone. Armstrong.
0: Josh Boone. I remember that. Yep.
1: So Georgetown or George Mason, excuse me, uh, beat a couple of different solid teams to get there. And yes. then they ended up going to the final four. Um, they ended up losing in the final. Yeah, Four, that was that, 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 that. was the
0: first like
1: legitimate. real
0: legitimate Cinderella story for that had it, it was the first in that there had been many years without it. Really,
1: yeah. They were like their resurgence. And yeah, I remember
0: yeah. I was in like that was at seven six. I was in like grade school in like third or fourth grade, and we all uh, all my basketball team we all went and bought uh, Final Four shirts for George Mason. <laughs>
1: I mean, it was it was just an overall great one. I didn't get to really remember watching it because I was six, but it was Come on. And then no. in my final one is a two over a 15, I believe. A two a over a
0: 15 or a 15 over a two?
1: 15 over a two, whoops. Uh, back in 2013, it was Florida Gulf Coast no, over Georgetown. You. No, that was my last one. God. I had a list of eight of them. Cause I figured come I, up with a, I have more.
0: I still have more on my list too. God, I'm so guys. with that.
1: Well, I mean, Florida golf, they beat them by double digits. Yes. That was like, an, that was just, that was a dominating performance. And it was auto Porter led.
0: That was, um, yeah, that was just like a game where they just dominated. And I, I always run that game. Cause the Florida golf coast players, I remember, they looked like they were having so much fun.
1: Yeah. And it was just a great game to watch because they played team basketball and were having fun while doing it. It was literally like the embodiment of what the sport was meant to be. Oh yeah. That and was... They played well in the next round. They lost by like two or three or yeah, something they did like play that. Well, but like they, they played well, no, they did play well in the next round. They lost by a couple of points. Yeah. I so, know. I, yeah, uh, 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 yeah. But little
0: unknown about, um, uh, uh that team. Um, the head coach went on. I think he got the job at USC
1: after that. I'm trying to find his name. Yes, yeah, so I'm almost positive.
0: It, yeah, he's like a young dude,
1: a- Andy Einfeld.
0: Yeah, I think he got. I think he got a job off of just the one win over Georgetown. But hey, good for him, man. If you can parlay one win into a lifetime or a career. That's what that's like backup quarterbacks. They just need to have one decent game. And st-
1: any was a starter in Miami yeah. and he turned it into a lifelong career as a backup. Matt Schaub, Another one was a backup for Atlanta. Went and played some good years with Houston and went right back to Atlanta to be a backup.
0: Um, so I guess my final one. Yes, I have, I, uh, you took that one. You took George Mason. Um, I so I, I got two. I got one now. Um this one is more I know it from just the call of uh, one of uh who is it? It's uh what's his name? Gus. Um The announcer. I, the Fox guy, Gus uh this is bad.
1: I don't even uh Gus Johnson oh okay yeah I don't know
0: how you don't know that that's crazy um but <laughs> I did that's um, <laughs> um, um but it, it, this was in 2009 in the yeah it had to be the second round Northern Iowa beating Kansas and all you really remember from that game is Faroque Manesh from three and like because uh, his last name is Faroqueman al Faroque Manesh I always remember that uh, I do have one that I missed Um. Kent State going to the Elite Eight in two thousand two. That,
1: that one's a- more for a personal one for you, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, not really <laughs> my parents, really, but um, yeah, yeah. that was a that was a, yeah. Then they lost to oh, I know I can't think of his name. So some they lost to Indiana Indiana in the Elite Eight.
1: Bobby Knight. No, right? <laughs>
0: that was in two thousand
1: two. Oh, it was two thousand two. Kent State. I totally got that wrong. What
0: did you think it was?
1: No, I thought it was. I thought it was like later, like further back. I didn't no, it realize 2002. that was two thousand two.
0: Yeah, two thousand two. Trevor Huffman, uh, who, what uh, NFL will be an NFL Hall of Famer played on that team?
1: Antonio Gates. Good job, buddy. Not that much.
0: Um. So, any, did any, you miss any? You want to plug any? Or you... no?
1: Like I said, I came up with eight, and we hit all of them. So.
0: All right, so we're going to skip filling the blank for now. We're definitely going to do it next week because I actually had it up today, but we have to get this moving. Um, we're going to do some Major League Baseball trivia and then we'll get into our bets of the week. Um, I have two Major League Baseball f- questions. Do you want to start? Or do you want me to?
1: I have three, so up to you. I'll we'll pick two of them. All right, well, then. Okay. Uh, I'll start if you want here. Okay. There has only been one inside the park home run in the All Star Game history. Who hit the inside the park home run? Oh my god! Wasn't it kind of recent? Two thousand seven, and he played for a smaller team. Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki. Yes. Saying it's Ichiro, smaller, bro.
0: <laughs> um. Another fun stat about Ichiro is that, uh, like, after he got done in uh, Major League Baseball, he still went over and played a little bit in Japan or wherever he's from. Yep. And like during his last year with Seattle, his career batting average jumped over to 300 mark, and it's literally impossible for it to go under 300 for the rest of his life if he ever played more.
1: I thought um, I actually saw a stat recently. I, I loved Ichiro. Um, oh, I it saw it. A- he was awesome. I saw a stat that after his tenth at bat, he got his batting average like in the majors. He after his tenth at bat in the MLB, he brought his batting average up to three hundred, and it never went below that ever again.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's Ichiro. Ichiro is the man. I love Ichiro. Love Ichiro. The, 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 the probably the last. Sort of true hitter, just not power hitter or just true contact hitter we've had in a while. Um, At least right, the last okay. good one. Or they're just the most memorable. We know them. Um, there you go. <laughs> since, two, so, since 2007, this team has had five American League Cy Young wingers. What team am I?
1: Oh. So when you say Cy Young, is it five different people? Or is it yeah, like. five different people. Okay. And it was NL or AL? AL. I'm I'm torn between the Indians and the Yankees. I'm gonna I I had I'm gonna go with the Yankees. It's the Indians. I god I knew it.
0: Uh, I, I knew it, and Chris I was, was like,
1: it? I'm not going against the Yankees.
0: Sabathia, Cliff Lee, Corey Kluber. Um, who was the other one? one uh, Corey Kluber, then. Uh, just or er, Shane Beaver and I can't think who the fifth one was. All right, whatever. You're up.
1: I'm so mad
0: because I knew it. I made him easy, dude. Come on.
1: I was anyway. Um, so last year in 2020, who high,
0: even who are the who even has won a Cy Young recently for the Yankees?
1: I don't even know. I just I don't like I said I don't know baseball whatsoever.
0: Okay, no. go on.
1: This is this is like my unknown ground. At least for the NBA, I know stuff. This is, my Carolina, and this is my South Carolina baseball hat. I I know NBA history. I don't really follow much anymore, but I know old NBA and I know football and college basketball, like baseball and hockey. I don't know anything. True uh, anyway.
0: <laughs> True story. When I went to South Carolina for my year, uh, freshman year, it was harder to get weekend tickets to a baseball game than it was to get a football game. Really? the the baseball field down there is i mean obviously not like major league but it's better than most AAA, Double-A AA, and Single-A organizations. I mean they it's won like back
1: Vanderbilts.
0: They won back-to-back championships in 2010 and
1: 2011, so. Huh. Uh go ahead. Okay, anyway, in 2020, so last season, the Padres became the first team to hit a grand slam in four consecutive games. Who hit the fourth grand slam?
0: Fernando Tatís Jr.
1: Try again. Manny uh, Machado. He came over from the Royals. Uh, Hosmer. Eric Hosmer.
0: Uh, I, I didn't get it. You only get one guess, bro.
1: Well, I, I wanted a little nudge because I know that baseball is not your specialty either. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I mean, okay. Uh, this player won the AL MVP in 2014, 2016, and 2019. Who am I? This is pretty easy.
1: Corey Kubler.
0: It's it, it's the MVP, not the Cy Young. Oh MVP. Yeah.
1: Oh shit. Um.
0: Why would I ask you two Cy Youngs?
1: I don't know. Uh, Christian Yelich. I don't know. I know he he's, won one recently. He's in the
0: NL. It's the, the Brewers are NL. No, no. A the Brewers are NL. AL.
1: Yeah, and you said the AL MVP. Yeah. Okay, I.
0: If you don't get this right, I might I might start questioning you.
1: I really I don't know baseball. Who is the only name that you know? Mike Trout. Yes. God. <laughs> bro, I I. Th- whatever. I don't even know.
0: I actually, he uh, should win
1: it every year. And I get confused when they don't give it to him. Cause he's literally uh, the best player ever in that, baseball right now.
0: That's very, hundred. that's hundred percent true. But, um,
1: so I never uh, know. I don't know what years he wanted. Maybe they rotated between two, like they did for Harden and Westbrook. I don't know. I don't um, know any of that. Funny you know, story. I, uh, he,
0: uh, when he was playing in Cleveland, uh, they stayed at the Ritz and, um, I had room with the Ritz at the time. And, uh, for like the weekend or whatever. And we were walking back in after going out and he was like, the team bus was filing in and obviously Trout was like surrounded by two bodyguards. And I just, he wouldn't listen to me. So I grabbed him and like made us like uh, get, he took a selfie with him and my friend and he didn't say anything, but his bodyguards were
1: pissed. Mike Trout is literally the only person that I follow in baseball because he's from South Jersey.
0: Uh, I follow, I used to follow the Indians, but now that Francisco Lindor's out, no. Okay,
1: he went to the Mets.
0: <laughs> so I have I have our bets of the week. Um, I'll go I through have mine. mine here. I go through mine. I have the Cavs plus ten and a half tonight against the Lakers. Um, uh, North Carolina over Pittsburgh on Tuesday, and then my Weekland. Parlay the SEC Big Twelve Challenge special, special uh, number twenty-four Oklahoma over number nine Alabama on Saturday, number ten Texas over LSU on Saturday, and number twenty Virginia Tech over Virginia on Saturday.
1: All right, so I did a, a weekend parlay and a parlay for tonight. My parlay tonight: Texas Tech plus two and a half over West Virginia. Uh, Oklahoma state minus three versus Iowa state and Arizona minus five and a half versus Arizona state. And then for my weekend one, uh, I did this before the poll came out. So the numbers are wrong, uh, but Iowa over Illinois for on Friday, I saw that. Sa- Saturday is uh, or my pick for Saturday is Kansas over Tennessee. Uh, I don't think they're going to go on a four game losing streak. I really don't. I know Tennessee is six and they were nine last I looked, but, I, I don't think that Kansas loses four in a row. Um, I hope not. And plus, like, I'm all, these are also without point spreads. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, so, so
0: mine was without point spreads. Yep. So.
1: And then for Sunday, uh, given my biggies for the, for the week, uh, UConn over St. John's, depending <laughs> on point spread. All
0: That's, right. Well, those are your bets for the week. Um, I'll post those someday this week um, just as an update. But other than that, we are finished with the second episode of our Man to Man podcast. Um, I would like to give a special shout-out to my uncle and my Uncle Jim. Um, he owns Fre- uh, Chuckle Dog Studios, does a lot of um, computer work. He made our awesome logo. Um, I think it's pretty raw. I mean, even though it just says man a man with us in front of it. I think it looks. I think it's awesome. So yeah,
1: it looks so tough. I love it.
0: It's so much better than everyone else's. It's not funny, but um, it,
1: yeah, it's really not. And like, I know it's like you know barren or whatever, but like doing the the brush and making us look like cartoons. It was it was dope. It's yeah. such a dope logo.
0: It looks great. Um, oh. so shout out to him. Thank you, Uncle Jim. I might need you for my fourth and long logo. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, yeah, Tom, have fun in school for the rest of your life.
1: Not um, yeah, the rest of my life. I mean, it's just that's what another. they all say.
0: That's what they yeah, all.
1: Yeah, semester here and the year next year, and then I'm in the real world. Uh, well,
0: uh, that's all I got. Um, Cavs play tonight. Go Cavs, Tom.
1: Go dogs. They're playing tonight as well versus our right. rival. Who's your rival? Xavier. That's not your rival. Xavier is okay. We're done. No, that's.